hey welcome to another episode of the black guy who tips podcast i'm your host rod joined as always by my lovely co-host Kimmy. and we are live on a wednesday a recap wednesday that's right we are recapping the season finale of lovecraft country mm-hmm. maybe the uh, maybe the series finale. finale i don't know i don't know i hope not but i but i don't know you know but i would understand i would understand okay the the, the story accounting on this bitch added the fuck up uh but listen let's talk about it okay um this is where we recap lovecraft country hbo's you know great black um uh drama genre bending sci-fi action a bunch of stuff uh with blackness i'll sprinkle throughout it this episode is called full circle uh it is the 10th episode of season one and the finale as i said um we'll start the way we always start karen what did you think about this episode in general oh i loved it Uh, i i loved it they wrapped a lot of things up um and if the way they the way they ended it i could see them saying okay this is the end i could see them doing spinoffs i could see them doing a lot of things uh but as of right now if they choose not to i know i personally will be satisfied um i didn't just love it but i loved it so much i was ready to fight a nigga okay like i wanted to punch all the doubters in the face um it ended in a way that only a fool would think that this is a show made for the white gays you now i agree agree with that only a fool would would try to hold on to that argument um it ended in a way that wrapped up all the pertinent storylines and all the mysteries that mattered to the story Mm -hmm. um it just did such a great job and it was phenomenal and it gave me all of the action and sci-fi magic and horror in the last episode if anything you can make an argument it was too fast like 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 they they got so much into this hour it was like god damn how did you do that hey to the point where it was on the rewatch when i was like oh okay they they took care of that loose end too oh okay they mentioned that too yeah they literally answered just about every question that anybody would ask yeah so um anyway any reasonable person so let's get into this episode full circle i didn't break it down by character because literally this action is just this is bam 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 mm-hmm. bam um so let's just get straight into it um let's go they arrive back at safe negro travels with d looking like katrina pearson okay she is just cooned out okay um and tick uh because we know last time we we stopped that they went to that that to the portal again and you know that was the whole thing is like we need to get the book and then mm-hmm. come back from tulsa everyone still got on their tulsa fits okay come on blood stains included uh and they start to read a uh a spell that they've written out and they now had a book of uh the book of names mm-hmm. so when they start reading the spell the fucking book opens up on its own flips to the right page and on the page is the birthmark that tick and his family have mm-hmm. um and it causes him and letty to pass out like he passes out first letty walks over to see what's wrong with him she pass out yeah so they both down right now once again if you kind of like delved into some of these tropes this is nothing new that you've seen it in x-men you've seen it in buffy you've seen it in so many things they are essentially leaving their body they're on the astral plane yes and the the i mean have you seen um black panther yes it happens in yeah. that too so they're on the astral plane but in this case it's kind of like a 
ancestral astral plane mm-hmm. specifically to take uh takes bloodline his family's as like the the, the freeman family um and so tick and letty both have separate dreams in the burning mansion now i did separate these two but they're short right um hannah turns around to tick and says the answer is in your blood which is the first time we he's actually been able to hear her in the dream and also maybe the first time she tried to speak to him i can't remember i know letty said she tried to speak to her but she couldn't hear it and she asked him what did she say to him and tick went uh she didn't try to say nothing to me yeah because with tick she just turned and looked right yes so this time she actually said the answer is in your blood um and so she goes down this story with tick where she says she ran from the master's house and to keep her bloodline hidden from the master and other magic users she did a spell that resulted in the birthmark that they all have that 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 mark that tick had and his cousin had and it's i guess to me it's like almost like the mark of cain you know how that one suppression the mark of adam i mean that Mm -hmm. how that one the mark of adam went on the lady's body and then she was invincible invulnerable well this apparently is a mark of like like you said suppression to make sure that magic people can't sense her family correct because they have this powerful bloodline and so because she knew like they're gonna always be looking for us yes and if they can pick up a sense us we're gonna be constantly on the run right um so then hannah keeps returning to this burning mansion every night in her um in her mind and she couldn't understand why and at first she thought she was like trapped in hell or something like that and she says now she understands that this constantly burning fire of this loft of this vision this dream she's returning to she says that fire is actually my rage that is always burning yeah yeah because she's just mad like and it's something that you can't put out it's all engulfing you know it burns literally burns everything around you and consumes it well not just that though because this was different than that right this wasn't just um the way because what i realized about this episode it was reframing black rage Mm -hmm. because we get so many messages that black rage is either not valid or we should it's not useful or you should tone it down you should learn to forgive and turn the other cheek and let things go even though it's unjust and especially black woman rage Mm -hmm. and so to me it fit into this overarching theme of the whole season which is that black women's rage is not just valid but it is productive and so when she reaches her hand in that fire and says this is my rage and she says she realizes that it wasn't a like a curse it was a gift to pass on right and not something to be feared like mm-hmm. not to be feared by herself and her family like she thought she was scared of her rage the whole time she was alive because and, and she never understood it so this place this vision she has every night she returns to it and it's really symbolized her own internal rage and how she can she was scared of her own rage that has to that has to speak to so many women yes yes and you're constantly running away from your rage instead of embracing it embracing rage isn't always a bad thing uh Mm -hmm. because you can embrace rage and rage can become something productive that fire that fire that consumed everything it can consume everything 
and consume everything in a good way it's like okay these are things that i want to do and i have a fire that's burning within me a very deep fire that i can't put out and it's pushing me forward to do these things and to accomplish these things and to protect these things and no matter what i do i can't put it out so it becomes a part of me because that rage is a part of her that fire is a part of her and you have to embrace that it is a part of who you are it's a tool to be used just like how did we end last week with that poem about the fire mm-hmm. where she was literally saying uh sonya was saying in that poem this is the fire for living not dying you know the fire like so it's this tool this fire this rage is this tool for productive things not for um to be feared for yourself not to be but to to, to, to fuel you and i and, I, and oh it's this fucking show man this fucking show anyway um <laughs> so then uh she hands him the fire and tells him um yes it's like in her hands yeah like because she's using it now she's like this is i'm not scared of, like the whole time she's sticking her hand in the fire talking about yeah it's just not to be feared so she hands it to, to him and tells him like this is for me to pass on and then he says he's unbound the book because he's got to save diana he's got to save d and she says you gonna save them all right and 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 for me if you you look at it it went from a uncontrolled fire to a controlled fire it looked like fucking some from dragon ball z or some yes, shit yes so the the fire in the mansion people can think of it as an uncontrolled fire for her to be able to put her hand in the fire and take it out she that means she she this is something that she can control so all of a sudden you went from something that was uncontrollable something that you allowed to consume you now i can consume it not only can i consume it i can pass it on to somebody else i'll take it a step further i don't know that it was ever uncontrolled it just had that appearance that mansion never burns down she returns there every night you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's like she was just afraid of her own power you see what i'm saying like it wasn't even out of control it wasn't even that she didn't she just didn't understand her own power and then it uh and we'll get to it in a second but like it had consequences in her life but she didn't understand until the afterlife it seems yes yes and 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 that's why i say for 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 me i i and and that's true it did look uncontrollable and so keep in mind tick thought it was uncontrollable letty thought it was uncontrollable they got in there they burned up like it was a fucking mind fuck coming from a place where you don't even understand magic you you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. this has to be an overwhelming sensation and who can imagine what hattie's first uh hannah's first time in there felt like right who can even fucking imagine yep you know what i'm saying but 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 that's the thing she had to go through it like who knows how many times before she got to the place where she can understand yeah and 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 that that's a deep thing it's like sometimes you have to continue to go through the fire until you understand what the fire actually really means Mm -hmm. but the fear is actually going into the fire because we just assume fire will just burn you up instead of you realizing that sometimes you can stand in the middle of the fire and actually realize oh i am the fire and that's what she realized oh i'm the i'm the fire not not the other the fire isn't burning me you know and sometimes that's hard for people to get to that point where they understand that that fire is within them yeah when she told tick you're gonna save them all i thought like that line stood out to me so hard because i was like does she mean save his family does she mean save uh all the black people does she mean say like what does she mean by save them all you know what i mean save all his ancestors 
what does she mean by that and that intrigued me we'll get to obviously we find out what it means later Mm -hmm. but that line stood out so hard to me yes um so then letty on her side of the vision she's returned to tulsa so this ancestral plane if you pay attention the rooms are different locations even though they're all on the same plane plane and so she returns to tulsa and sees grandma hattie the woman whose hand she held as she burned to death with the book and you know who the woman who saw that my legacy to stay intact i have to sacrifice my own life and that scene was so like painful and deep and rich and and um you know just it it, it it was such a great metaphor and all this stuff so she returns she sees hattie comes in and tells her the reason that you're here is because of the baby you carrying inside of you because letty's not part of their bloodline you know that way but she's pregnant and so she says um ha- uh, hannah the original ancestor created this place where they could commune with their ancestors un- and she created it unknowingly the first time she opened the book she created that that space without mm. knowing knowing or understanding magic right and she thought that that place was hell and because of that she killed herself mm. she took her own mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and then before she took her own life because she thought she was saving her ancestors from this hell she and she didn't understand she thought well it's because of this book she bound the book so that no one else could open the book right and she put the mark to suppress themselves suppress her family bloodline from magic essentially hiding the family from magic users but also hiding magic from her family yes so if, if you, you know like that's how afraid it was and it was her misunderstanding of what was happening and not embracing it um that really did cause this cascade of events yeah and also it to me it's even deeper thing because a lot of the white people we've seen guess what they had generations of of and generations of this thing so i learned it i passed it down to my family they passed it down to their family versus she was literally the first one so you have nobody to reference to you have nobody to walk you through it you have nobody to explain how many people have went through this you know in in, through through in their lives where they go i don't understand you know i i i I, i'm confused i i you know if i try to share this with anybody people gonna think that i'm off that something's wrong with me and so it was one of those things where it was like a really deep thing because it was this woman holding a burden or she felt like it was a burden that she didn't understand how powerful it was because she didn't have anybody to explain it to her the thing i think was interesting too is that she um she also didn't have what those white people had this like ownership of this power correct she like it's it's almost like when uh tick and christina were talking in the mausoleum and he was like it's my birthright and she was like you don't have enough whiteness in you to even pretend that you what like that you said that like, with any level like, of authority like you you don't even sound you like don't you don't believe mean that. it yeah yes, you don't even yes, believe it's that like shit. you don't believe it and i think as a black person even if you were holding the nuclear codes the magic there's a much better chance you go this is powerful and important white people gonna come looking for this and i don't want to be here when they find it and i don't want them to find me or it you know her response is reasonable very reasonable um and especially considering she had no training or understanding right Mm -hmm. so then um uh oh and and something else you know when they separated them 
and i really like the fact that their locations were different uh because their experiences with the fire was different you know um and i really like that they took letty back to that room you know because she literally had to watch that woman burn so i think that that was very important for her to be there because Mm -hmm. that literally was her connection to the fire i also love that we saw these ancestors again and they played key roles in the um ultimate comeuppance you know mm-hmm. like that like they, they there were no throwaway parts in this show Mm-mm. um so uh well other than that one uh so yeah, that's true yeah so um they end up um so hattie's talking to letty and letty and she she basically says look the book is now your responsibility and you need to protect it and letty says no tick can do it and she says no tick got his own burdens to bear so the, like and i think it's then that letty starts realizing like maybe this prophecy will come true maybe tick won't make it um and uh it also was was it also became abundantly clear that the ancestors had been conspiring they was in formation hattie knew what they were like look we've been waiting for this for a long time let's go like hattie knew what hannah was talking about hannah knew what hattie was talking about mm-hmm. and so um let she said lady you got to be strong and for your legacy don't cripple your son with these doubts like mm-hmm. and for and the, by saying to her basically accept this book as your legacy and your birthright and walk into it with fullness don't walk don't walk into this scare and think a magic is gonna be this and that and don't be half don't, stepping yeah like don't because you're basically your your le- le- legacy and bloodline depending on you to not be scared right um so then tick appears in his childhood home you know where we see montrose and stuff uh in the past except this time in the ancestral safe space and his uh mother dora sees him and he's a grown-up grown-ass man but she recognizes him and hugs him they sit on the couch and he's and she he puts his head in her lap and she strokes his head and it was about this time where i was like oh shit (laughs) like this is not a happy reunion this is not a hopeful reunion this is very much like a kind of a sad it's almost like a funeral vibe to this meeting and he asked if she knows what hannah asked him to do and she says uh she nods her head yes and he says i don't want to die mama and he sounds just like a little boy yes and also this is the same way uh he loves on letty like that same way put it put his head on on her lap and things like that you know that's that has a lot to do with his connection with you know letty like we said it's, it's 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 a relationship but it's also a motherly love too that he was missing right and so um she says i know baby but if we ain't walking towards an altar to sacrifice ourselves for something important what is our purpose which you know i could understand some people you know definitely not agreeing with that idea but i kind of like the idea of if if you everyone's gotta die Mm -hmm. but if your death means something right then that is a a life well lived if you and especially if you walk in knowing that you yes. know what i mean like those are the people we see as heroes those are the people because you know 
you could go out cravenly like a coward you know what i'm saying <laughs> running from your destiny or whatever but she was like you know and especially with all the wheels in motion of a plan like this of a ambitious type of circumventing of the schemes of the braithwites and of whiteness in general um it was gonna take some sacrifice and what this episode made me think about was how much black women had sacrificed in and it wasn't only black women i mean Mm -mm. technically you know obviously the men died in tulsa and shit too but Mm -hmm. but like how much the 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 key characters that sacrificed in the last episode were black women Mm -hmm. that were like you know like hattie literally burning to death knowing this and i said oh now it's it's a black man's turn to sacrifice something you know uh to make the ultimate sacrifice so uh tick thinks like nah it's gotta be another way like maybe it's just something we don't understand in the book or whatever and she's like listen as your mama let me tell you life told me one thing we think we have a choice but we don't and that she never had a choice with matros and george and tulsa and she said it was our love that created you Mm -hmm. and tick you got the best parts of both of them like basically mm. you got two daddies yeah my trials his fierce heart and george's integrity and you're a hero just like in those stories you used to cherish and hannah's spell is gonna change everything baby and i said oh shit episode one getting off the bus talking to that black woman as they had as he walked toward chicago and she asked him about john carter and mars and he said he liked reading those books because they had heroes in them that a little black boy from the south side of chicago you never get to be that's the closest you ever get to be is reading the book mm-hmm. and i'm like you in the hero game now homie this the end yeah. game and and also uh i i guess i couldn't wait till we get to the end a, a lot of the the first episode actually explained a lot like if you go back and watch you watch that first episode it literally takes you through a lot of shit that actually happens throughout the show without you even understanding it at the time okay well remind me of that then mm-hmm. um so uh we also see hattie is teaching letty a spell in the bedroom and then taking door walk in and then letty and tick share a look like they both know like dog is looking like your number is up some doomsday shit and tick hugs his mother one last time and they say a spell while concentrating on diana now in this bedroom it looks like these room but in the astral plane and all the people that are physically like matros and hippolyta who are actually physically in that room with d even d herself they are not there it's mm-hmm. an empty bed and the ancestors and letty and tick are in there just chanting the spell but in real in real the real world what we see is tick and letty are still passed out on the ground montrose and uh and uh hippolyta are trying to wake them up yeah they're like the hell is this like we need y'all uh i think montrose and ruby i say hippolyta but yeah they're trying to wake them up and as they're trying to wake them up the spell is actually reversing but nobody's really watching d Mm-mm. but the spell starts reversing deanna uh diana's cooning and every place except for her left arm so basically she ends up coming back to normal they save her from turning into one of these uh you know stacy dashes 
and uh the the only part they couldn't was her um drawing arm her left arm yeah, that's that's where they literally sliced into her skin yeah mm-hmm. and she wakes up and screams in horror at, at the state of her arm uh and her mother hippolyta holds her and tick tells montrose that he saw his mother in um and and then and then that's the end of that scene mm-hmm. um but and that's like the first five minutes like <laughs> yeah it was a lot happening like that was like they were just like boom 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 and all that shit happened so then um uh tick is downstairs with Montrose and letty and they're like for this spell that hannah that hannah taught me and the plan that we have i have to get a physical tie between titus the oldest and white the massa mm-hmm. massa titus nice massa treat the slaves real good oh, apparently uh he has to create a, a bond between titus uh christina and himself to to do this spell and this spell is their only chance my trust doesn't want to accept that because he's like if we do this we're risking your life she wants you to show up on the autumnal equinox she wants to kill you as part of her ascension to immortality we can't really fuck around with this like any plan that involves you going into the lion's den i'm not i'm not down with it because you're my son and i don't even want to risk you dying that the fucking book we got from the future says you die here what don't you understand <laughs> and a fr- and the thing i started thinking was man i don't need my trial sab- he better be done sabotaging shit because he done sabotaged a few good plans and, and made things a lot harder to get where they are yes. and i was like if this motherfucker got one more trick up his sleeve i swear to god come on i've had enough of you sir um uh, but tick tells him look me dying is just one potential outcome we don't know that that's gonna happen and my trials begs letty to run away like you can convince tick run away with the book he looked at her like you're reasonable yeah yeah well yeah he's like run away with the book run away with the baby y'all got that mark that protects you know you from magic like you want like basically to do what to do what hannah did right but he didn't realize what they both had experienced in her mind she was like "I, i can't do that yeah not just that but the ancestors told them not to correct like don't repeat our mistake like you y'all gotta be brave and bold and step into this with ownership because y'all are entitled to this this is your birthright and your legacy and my trials is like no keep keep running keep being scared um so then tick says um we can't stop fighting now we done been through too much we had the indiana jones shit we <laughs> fucking seen ghosts and we done did it all we done scooby-doo did it like we have done it all right and so he reminds my Charles that like how can you look away from this when i was the stranger that saved y'all in tulsa like this shit is too powerful this is just some destiny shit and we got to see it through to the end and that the book belongs to us and we're gonna use it to protect our whole family mm-hmm. so then uh letty and tick go down to the basement and tick uh calms king the black shogoth down oh he just like we don't see him he's just underneath the floorboards and we see like some red light coming from underneath the floor mm-hmm. and he's just like sick king sick and then he just goes Good dog. right roll over 
uh and then he throws like a pork chop down there because you know black people we just feed our dogs whatever <laughs> we are hungry oh that shit we don't feed them dog food we feed them human food they're like you know you gotta kill the dog we don't yeah. kill give them some grits right um, it's good enough for you boy it's good enough for your dog um so then uh they take the elevator from the house back down into the tunnel and it's just letty and tick they hold hands they are on a mission some hip-hop is playing mm-hmm. like they are they they are they are like listen let's go let's do this um which is funny because i don't know that i had ever heard this song before but in a weird way with all the modern music they've done this is one of my favorite uses of the modern music like it just felt like they are on a fucking like it felt like when uh that when you watch ghostbusters 2 and they had the bobby brown theme yeah you know where you like this this the best thing I'm about this movie what you just say <laughs> you know got the proton packs on they back and they dipped um but yeah so uh which by the way that a makes, wrong song for me my bad um yeah i think yeah i don't think it was on my own no 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 but uh the, it thing, was the ghostbuster song my bad yeah the thing i was gonna say about um that song though is uh it spoiled the fucking movie if you ever listen to that Bobby Brown song, it came out before the movie came out. It did. And if you go see the movie, the whole fucking plot's in the goddamn song. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's like all the way to the end and shit. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Bobby. And we're gonna go to the left and go to the right. right. We're gonna zap them. They were throwing a party. Times. They were throwing a party for a bunch of children while yes! all the wildflowers under the building. I'm like, nigga no one this y'all didn't run this yes. by nobody throw the panta brother th- what is it throw the uh proton back on the pack and they they split like why did you let bobby see the whole movie <laughs> i just don't understand that decision making process that's why he sung the song yeah but it don't make sense because then he told everybody what the spoilers was that's yeah but you know most people didn't care you would never see that with like the sixth sense it's like and the whole time bruce willis was dead all right i'm bobby brown it's like ha, ha, ha. a bobby brown collection of him just spoiling <laughs> i would love that movies just with jams bobby brown spoiling shit with just nothing but jams and shit nothing but the running man i am here for that shit and darth vader was luke's father come on like, no no nigga no anyway so um they um go down the elevator in, into the flooded thing of course you know we fast forward through, through a lot we don't see them go through the whole flooded tunnel and everything but they get back to this uh the place that was like underneath the museum and i think it was boston or baltimore or something but underneath the museum mm-hmm. museum there was this place where there was like a circle um that they went into it looked like a lot like that and so in this circle um they uh pull out their supplies um uh, and they start using pouring salt on the floor mm-hmm. in a circle they got the good salt well of course they went with epsom salt of course the blackest of salts mm-hmm. the big blue blocks it's even more blacker than like black salt like there's salt <laughs> yes. that is black then it's epsom salt. but it is not it's not blacker than epsom salt epsom mm-hmm. salt is the blackest of the salts yeah, yeah. Ep- Ep- epsom salt is like robitussin right you know my body ache dip dip your ass in some epsom salt so anyway they put some salt on the floor and uh tick uses blood to make a symbol on the floor and they step out of the circle and make symbols in the salt and they start a spell and they like talk about it like remember you gotta say it backwards and then da 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 well the spell is to conjure massa 
the spirit of titus braithwaite steps into the room and he is as shocked as anyone to see niggas doing and magic still is racist doing magic like he stepped right straight out of a time machine yeah he's like the hell is this he's like i was just down in hell beating slaves who interrupted my slave beating <laughs> time right niggas like he can't th- straight niggas through. summoned me how dare you he's like you niggas reading books like he was very upset he was not happy and he was like who are I y'all was on my 30 minute break he was like who are y'all and then when we we see some we hear somebody say your blood air and when the camera does this trick where it pulls around and we see suddenly behind titus has appeared hannah so she's basically like your blood air now keep in mind like this is the man that you know father her kid probably unconsensually because you know this whole thing with slavery mr treats my slaves nice hello and of course titus had the nerve to be offended he like you summoning me to do some reverse magic you calling me you know i always treated you better than my other niggers yes what What is wrong with y'all have you no class and no dignity you called me what the hell is this well fix me a sandwich and i'll be on my way come on and um hannah says we brought you here so that i can finally do what i should have did the night you tried to sacrifice my baby and he was like i kept you in the finest slavery clothes the finest of fits okay i was uh, i had my i was getting my thomas jefferson on and here uh, you go uh, being ungrateful fucking up the plan i let you sleep on the floor inside the house and now you got problems wow because i tried to sacrifice your baby you really holding the old shit bringing up old shit on people oh that's right. crazy so then tick tries to attack titus from behind but titus blocks it mm-hmm. and then letty tries to attack him and the nigga teleports away like nightcrawler just poof bam gone right don't know i know where he went and when he we see him reappear and it's in the middle of a street and it's right in front of christina's car which she crashes into a light pole which i'm like listen i don't know who did the repair work on this car shoddy workmanship okay yeah come on i saw this car flip over a truck once that car has been through it all yeah i don't know if uh, she just didn't get the insurance i mean that that car should be totaled several times if the mark of Cain was on the car i don't know <laughs> the car reveals itself i don't know but the car apparently the fucking uh it, it it crashed into a pole christina goes flying out of the car but ruby is in the passenger seat unharmed and christina's like you okay and ruby's like yes and then titus is in the middle of the street and he sees christina he puts it together he's like first of all you with one of them what the hell <laughs> he didn't he wasn't even shocked it was cars and shit i thought he would have been like cars where are the horses but he probably had been to the future through a portal or some shit but he was like um hey christina you look like you can to me those niggers had a book of and then he just disappeared again disappeared again he got conjured back to the bonding circle this time the ancestors had mo he had they had mo help hattie was in the circle with them Mm -hmm. hannah was in the circle they were all doing the spell they were all bonding um titus and then uh power numbers titus you know of course goes on one of his white man rants like you niggers it's on it and then (laughs) you ungrateful bastards while he was doing that he basically got shanked by tick 
i ain't bleeding and he was like you know he was looking at me as it got shaked like the daddy on real world the mad real world yes mad real world and then tick shank right before he died he fucking cut off a piece of titus's chest and then titus dies shanked to death uh and then they send the ancestors back to the afterlife and letty goes that was supposed to be the easy part come on like that shit was mad hard we almost fucking died uh fucked up he almost got free that's that's the easy part of the plan the easy part i mean it don't get no easier from here back at the crib hippolyta made d a sandwich and some pie like i made your favorite baby but d sitting up in the room with one of her arms looking like Groot mm-hmm. and mad as hell she she had the right to be mad mm, interesting yeah run the spray yep run the spray uh-huh run the spray uh-huh. run the spray yep run the spray yeah run the spray Whoop, what was that again oh yeah run the spray run the spray i love that song i know you do i didn't say she didn't have a right to be mad Mm-mm. no player no player Mm-mm. yeah i did say fuck them i'm kids. a revel in this there's <laughs> nothing you can do about this moment karen oh no no this is your moment to shine not at not at any period of time that i said d didn't have a right to be mad what did hannah say karen we don't have a choice and right now you ain't got no choice but to let me gloat okay what because i told you blacks you ungrateful blacks just like master titus tried to tell you okay whatever he told you niggers and i'm telling you now whatever i said this shit is not gonna be cool when we see this little black girl who has had her mom abandon her and has been thrown to the motherfucking wolves there will be no moment of it's all good no i never said and that. N- mm, in y'all's mind y'all was imagining this nigga out here surfing the cosmos mm-hmm. motherfucking drinking martinis with sammy davis jr come on and fucking uh a little smoking, best life. smoking weed with lacy and on, i said on earth for a thousand and two yes and i said this shit's gonna feel like how it must feel when future's children look at his instagram okay <laughs> because this shit is whack if you the one left behind it's yes. only it's only cool if you truly do not believe that d's life is not valuable and as a person that always stands up for black women such as myself <laughs> alone many times <laughs> alone oh, you say i don't support black women alone against the slings and arrow of my own chat room even <laughs> a man can be dependent on as a as a black feminist to truly stand up and say but what about our black girls are they not magic yes they are magic and yes she did i never said that she didn't have the right to be upset the phrase isn't black mamas are magic and fuck them kids no yeah. it is black <laughs> girls are magic i believe is what's on the t-shirt <laughs> karen owns <laughs> but the t-shirt only i believe in <laughs> apparently so according to you i guess i guess i'm the only one that believes black girls are magic in here and i guess that's the reason i bought karen the shirt because she would have never bought it herself because she said fuck them little black girls anyway (laughs) so she says you left me and then her mama tried to explain that shit like i did i did so i could become what you imagined me to be 
so i could be orinthia blue and d said she's not real and and that's when hippolyta because now she know everything Mm -hmm. said i found a place where i could bring her to life where i could name myself anything and i did i went on adventures that not even your father's beautiful mind could imagine and then i named myself mother and it brought me back here to you pumpkin i was always going to come back and if i had known what was happening to you i would have and d said uh i don't care shut up i'm not here for none of your foolishness woman i don't know if you know but my motherfucking arm is deciduous right now okay like this arm is motherfucking changing colors in the fall because of your ass yeah going leaves and shit i can't draw no more but you but do you think i give a fuck if you was uh in the astral plane <laughs> in the space with the motherfucking <laughs> x-men i don't care if you discovered the shi'ar crystal nigga yeah, you think, i don't have an arm you think i care that you was out there with silver surfer no oh you met lalandra she's a space princess well my arm don't work <laughs> my fucking best friend got murdered by white people i've been running from coons of my a fucking policeman spit in my motherfucking forehead okay this is what i've been going through guess what mama i believe in magic too because i've been cursed so i guess we both believe in magic you who got to hang out with josephine baker and twerk in the 30s yeah and me the one with one arm and motherfucking coon bites all over me and she was like uh you weren't here i was alone and they never mind everything's jake you couldn't have saved me anyways and i said oh that hurt that hurt me as a person that cares about little black girls <laughs> i'm i'm sure the many y'all it rolled all off of your you know like water off a duck's back it didn't bother y'all at all y'all didn't even understand the point of this scene in the show y'all probably oh, was like, why did they even write this this has <laughs> get over it little bitch like no, i'm sure y'all was you know i understood i'm sure y'all i'm sure y'all was y'all was fine with it but you know me uh, a person with a heart and empathy <laughs> uh i tried to, i tried to tell y'all okay that's all i'm saying and for those of y'all that did feel bad good you should feel bad that you wanted this because this is <laughs> what the fuck i was trying to tell you every day it was too it wasn't too late for all to call i saw some of y'all change our hearts I, saw, I got a couple messages from some of y'all <laughs> a couple after they seen it in real life i saw a couple of y'all had you know had a change in heart so you know better late than never it's never too late to come to jesus but it's never some of y'all the devil is in y'all oh no <clears throat> so in the garage take my and letty figured they need ruby to help them get a physical piece of christina because uh to complete the spell they got a piece of uh, titus they need a piece of christina yeah and they already got of course tick's body and um everybody's like how are you even gonna get something from from christina and that's when letty's like uh ruby will do it for us yeah like and none of us are going to get that close Mm -hmm. like this doesn't make any sense and of course um montrose is like ruby ain't gonna do that shit like we can't trust her like it's clearly she picked a side 
um and tick is like uh well we really don't have a choice but also we need to amplify our intention we can't call on the ancestors for help again it's just the three of us and then hippolyta says four i'm going to yeah of course she is uh and just then christina walks in to the shop they see her pulling up let it look like uh when you be like supposed to be like put the kit put the chicken in the uh in the uh in the sink to defrost and then you hear your mama car door open and you like fuck and you just like drop everything to like throw that chicken in there it's like she gonna see it's frozen it's, it's too it's too late you you're not gonna be able to fool her and uh yeah what kind of batmobile she got because that car just like immediately fixed itself like how the hell did she because she didn't walk that far i wonder if she puts the market cane on the cars oh oh that would make sense that i just wonder because like that's the, like like the second or that, third time that they that would make sense they did it to woody you know mm-hmm. um but yeah so <clears throat> uh she ends up um coming in without knocking you know and they try to throw and letty threw the book on the ground like she like she tried to hide it real quick so, oh here come mama um and christina basically comes in because you know titus warned her yeah he did and she's like look um i I need that book i need to talk to you tick and tick says you whatever you gotta say you can say it in front of everybody mm-hmm. and she's like i don't know why y'all blacks are tripping um oh, what's wrong with you blacks this is not a race thing this is not generational hate mm, our families are not at war this has never been personal to her it hadn't been personal um yeah yeah and then Montrose goes the hell it ain't you trying to kill my son <laughs> right i'm like yeah it don't get more personal than that christina yeah in her mind she was like and nothing's personal and, and, and in true christina fashion which i'm starting to realize something it's not necessarily that christina has to be forthcoming and honest i i don't know why it took me so long to realize this but of course she talks like that to everybody she can't be killed right so like i also would not lie to people if if i would not waste a lot of time lying to people if i knew it's not shit you can do i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna fucking do it if you have a problem with that i guess you can point a gun at me and freeze and then i can like make you put the gun down because i could because you can't kill me so i don't know why it took me so long to realize because i was like oh she's such a weird character to just tell people her motivations i'm like oh yeah yeah of course it's like if i had spade tight if, if yeah, i, I if i was gonna every game you knew you was gonna run to boston yeah if i knew i was gonna run to boston like i will i'll fucking put my cars down and let you see them and be like y'all just want to throw the books in or do we need to go through the formalities because trust me no one's winning a book so do i got all the books do i really need all to go big joker little joker deuce ace do i yeah, need to do that y'all gonna be sad i don't know why we even playing you're not even gonna get the four books yeah so of course she 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 doesn't so so in this case when they're like he's like you trying to kill my son she's like i'm only trying to kill him because i can't think of another way to get immortality duh if i, I could think of another way i would trust. i don't know why you taking his murder to so fucking hard right like clearly i didn't want to murder him i just have to murder him right if i could have found an easier way trust i would have like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> should have like should have like uh why do i have to, 
put like this i've tried this is the only recipe that works and my thing is how's this any different than treating my slaves nice her 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 great grandfather or whatever correct how's this any different it's not it's the same idea which is listen i treat y'all property as good as i need to you know i'm it's not like i like killing black people i just need to kill one Mm -mm. so i could get some personal gain yes i mean i don't like to to cut up my chair but i will if i have to and and so then um she was like if less unless y'all had a book of names in which case give me the book i'll give you my word that i won't kill tick i'll leave you and your family alone i'll find a whole other way to get my immortality and tick says no and that moment meant so much to me because i was like that's tick residing himself to this possibility of dying Mm -hmm. but it's also tick taking his birthright yes like that was that wasn't like that time in the mausoleum that was ownership in it like for the i think for the first time he believed you know because there's a difference between you're saying it and you 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 kind of believe it but you don't really believe but he was like no 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 because i i actually believe in the plan Mm -hmm. and whatever happens i will be satisfied with whatever happens yeah it was just uh to me it was just like a level of like this is ours this is my family's legacy it felt every bit the same to me as hattie knowing giving that book to letty and she was gonna have to die in tulsa right that was like that moment like oh i fully know the cost of this moment and i'm not wavering on this so then christina walks out in the huff and takes back the mark of uh kane from letty mm-hmm. because why not right like what a petty motherfucker to take the mark back and you know oh, and it burns when you take it off and all this stuff they're like is you okay is it the baby or whatever and i'm like it's fucked up she took it back because that part of the deal had nothing to do with this Mm-mm. that was for the pictures of the pages yes i gave you the pictures of the pages now just because this nigga don't want to give you the book you can just take the fucking thing back what an asshole yes she is and i have to present this question i i was thinking about it all day it's not really a question i just think christina might be the most 53 percent white woman character of all time hmm. as a fictional character i don't know hmm. that i can think of one better hmm. she's all in for patriarchy she is uh i mean uh, i'm sorry she's all against patriarchy yes but completely unbothered by ideas of race oh, completely unbothered and as i said before when she did the emmett till death thing and i said is this her the character the way of showing this character cares about ruby the way of showing this character will start to reconsider some of the ways she feels about black people in their plight because she's now seen the horror that's been visited upon black people and i and i was like or you can use this moment in a way that makes her even worse which is that she went through it like a science experiment and became and was less bothered was okay. was even more unbothered by the plight of blackness like she was like okay so i uh, that that did suck but it's not going to deter the way i see uh the, my plans and it's not going to change the way i see black people and these black this black family i'm going to literally rip apart by killing the one of their people because i could care less she could care less she don't even see it as a racial thing and when she sat there in that room and told them like this is not generational hate it's just like from your side you know of course the the, the side that's fucking doing all the all the destructive shit is like 
wow we bring an emotion into it it's like how white people think politics like wow why we got to bring politics into this by saying black lives matter right but flying a plane overhead of the, of the nfl stadium is not bringing politics into it at all come on you know what i mean singing the national anthem not politics right pledge of allegiance to schools not, not politics. politics right prayer not politics black person <laughs> saying i want to do the muslim prayer before the nba game politics you know what i mean take a knee politics black lives matter shirt politics so that's what that's what she reminds me so much she might be the most 53 percent character i've ever seen in a, in anything hmm. even more than like megan kelly in that megan kelly movie uh about the, the women at fox bombshell mm-hmm. even more than that because even fictional megan kelly they tried to act like she had some heart uh, christina yeah, just yeah, like she, she don't have no heart and i'm a, i'll get further into that shit later but it's brilliant writing of this character because some people yeah she kept the same energy i can give her that much yeah i haven't stayed in those communities or i don't get in those facebook groups and shit but mm-hmm. i heard that there's a contingent of people that like the character of christina and think she wasn't the the quote-unquote uh nemesis of this show and i'm just like oh these gotta be white folks I, I, one of them I, I know on twitter one person told me she really liked what she was like i really i recognize something wrong with me or something so anyway um so yeah she still she takes the mark uh came back um and then um they pull up the the black people pull up the Letty's crib where we see they just got some black neighbors across the street mm-hmm. typical white flight whenever a black family moved into white neighborhoods back Everybody in the day left. everyone left Shit, still to the day they leave yeah but in chicago realtors actually would use this to their benefit they would they would low-key move a black person into a white neighborhood uh if that black person roughed it out and stayed white people essentially took it as a sign to leave white people would leave the realtors would sell the houses in that neighborhood to black families that wanted to move in they anytime they sold a house to black people they were actually making more money than when they sold it to white people Hmm. because the interest rates and the fact that many of the contracts would not allow you to own the house flat out for many 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 years and including some of it being like if you miss a payment if you're late then you you can't own the house anymore (gasps) right and so white people then of course go buy houses in another place now their contracts are more fair but the point being they're just moving one step ahead of the blacks and the cycle continues and then they move and then the black people move it was more lucrative to rip off black people than it was to actually um sell to white people and they do that today message yeah yeah so uh tick calls the drake hotel when they get in the house and um we see in the next scene that gia is at a bar can we just get a shout out to gia's fashions okay come on does this woman not stay addressed down okay i mean the finest of fits that camille is uh look she she's i i'm surprised she only got 200 bodies okay come on because i feel like she could definitely have more than that if mm-hmm. she put her mind to it her clothes stay sharp always um so uh she's in a bar when a white man walks over to her and he's like you look exotic you must be from japan and then she says something in korean and he's like what'd you say and she was like it's korean and what i said was would you be willing to die to fuck me 
and the dude gets up and leaves <laughs> and i was surprised by that because as we have seen during the pandemic many, many of y'all are willing to die to fuck somebody mm-hmm. and they ain't got eight tails yeah i've seen it okay people i think that man in real life would have said you goddamn right i'm willing to die okay i don't need to know what a kamiho is Mm-mm. i you know what i heard in that kamiho i heard ho okay because <laughs> that's what i'm into let's go upstairs get them tails out come on you ain't got a face mask and i ain't either okay you have tail you got nine tails well i eat tail okay <laughs> nine times apparently we on the same page let's go Mm-hmm. so then um tick comes in and says thank you for agreeing to meet me and he sits down and he's like i like i fucked up what i said to you at the house was wrong mm-hmm. uh what we had was real right he knew he was wrong but i thought if i denied that i could deny all of it including what you saw his death mm-hmm. so basically being like i just thought if i just denied that anything with you was real because you know the nine tails and you is a monster uh i figured if i just wouldn't even admit that then i could say the vision you had of me dying was fake uh and he says uh i'm sorry for the way i talked to you at the house i know you were only trying to help me by coming here and she was like hold up player i think i was trying to help myself not necessarily coming here to help you my her mom just recently died um and for a long time i thought i couldn't feel anything because i'm a kamiho but then i met young ja and then i met you and I, she had these feelings mm-hmm. she's like then my mother finally loved me like a daughter but all that feeling is gone so when you started calling me i, I don't know I, like i like she that's what made her want to come see him and he explains like nah your feelings aren't gone because the thing with her is she is this 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 demon this creature Mm -hmm. and the whole thing point was you're a monster you can't be human you don't have emotions you don't do this but then her existence started proving that that was a lie she did have feelings Mm -hmm. for people she you know she wasn't just this evil monster devouring souls and so Mm -hmm. um tick was like so the thing is she don't have an understanding of feelings yeah so tick was like no those feelings don't fade away and because they're not real they're fading away because that's just what humans do like we mourn and then it gets easier and then you mourn a little bit more and they come back and it cycles and it's grief and so he was just pointing out like no you, you these that's valid but you you are real and he said and during your time of mourning you should be surrounded by family and i was too scared to see that at first but we are family our intertwined destinies make us family right and he said she says um she went to go see the shaman the priestess who told her basically stay out of mortal folks business uh you a demon your ass gonna turn to the darkness you gonna devour 200 souls and so you know you, you just stop trying to be worried about what this man dying or not dying fuck that shit <laughs> um and tick says well you proved to me that we have a choice to make whether we're monsters or heroes mm-hmm. that's what she told him and i said wow tick sounds like future after the paternity test results come in what 
and it says he the father because you know he'd be fighting it tooth and nail the whole time and i'm pregnant by future he'd be like bitch you gonna kill you gonna die if your metro don't touch you i'm gonna shoot you uh i hope that ain't my baby you a lie you no. a hoe it ain't my he, kids he, he you try to trap me i'm gonna dm you i'm gonna threaten you i'm gonna make songs about you and then the fucking paternity test come back and then he be like uh you know what i'm gonna be in this child's life baby need a father i'm taking pictures with my kids let me text you i'm texting these messages on to my 12 different kids on fucking father's day and shit like then he come around but it's only after the paternity test results he didn't have to start off that way he he like them dudes on maury yeah every time and so that's what this reminded me of was him just sounding like you know what i was wrong i didn't need to do you like that i'm like oh the results came in oh oh now now you can be a human being with this lady before this she was a, a bitch and hoe in the book come on okay then future uh but um the other part i noticed in this scene karen was that the service was terrible right they didn't even come by the table did they okay do you gonna take a drink order Mm-mm. clearly this is one of them unsegregated bars you got an asian woman and a black man sitting at the table all kinds of people at the bar why the fuck you can't come get my drink order player nobody asked him uh, did y'all want something to eat a cocktail nothing disgusting i don't even think it was racism just incompetence <laughs> anybody gonna ever go over that again greet number 12 you always gr- greet the table within the first minute uh so then letty is sitting at her mama's grave and ruby comes up and sees her oh i love letty's dress in this scene by the way mm-hmm. and um this is when letty tells ruby the reason i didn't go to mama's theater uh funerals because i was in jail and of course letty's bougie sadiddy ass got ready to read her for filth for being a black person in jail and she said before you even get started letty i mean ruby calm down before you even get started because i know you like judging i know you bougie i know you like being a white woman i know (laughs) i know already i ain't shit okay you right and you know but at the end of the day i didn't even want to go to mama funeral and ruby says you think i did i know my mama wasn't shit and letty was like well well you know um just being family isn't enough like you can't because you know because ruby's like you gotta go because it's family she's like no being family is not enough yeah these obligations to to people that ain't shit like this don't make no sense sometimes yeah and that's what letty said like family isn't an obligation it's acceptance it's willingness to sacrifice everything that is necessary in order to protect it you were right we do need to learn magic and then she shows ruby that i had she letty has the book of names and she's like ruby i need your help they told me not to even ask you this because they don't trust you but i know you my sister and you gonna always choose the family over you know these other people and i need you to get body parts from christina so we can use it in a spell and we're gonna use a spell to turn christina's uh autumnal equinox spell against her and ruby says uh you thought yeah because her thing is like the only time you come around is when you need something from me mm-hmm. like she did with the house you know like she did you know when we first when d got messed up yeah yeah like we did when she first uh we first seen movies on the stage she's like oh you only here because you want something what do you want 
Mm-hmm. So she read up for Phil. Who are you finna try? I bet it ain't me. Who bitch it ain't me? Caps, caps, caps. Who are you finna? And she says, um, you're right. You've been look. You've been getting family wrong. You've been getting it so wrong for so long. You can't even see that you're still doing it. You only want to be my sister when you need something, Letty. And this moment might feel different to you, but to me, it looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And then she went to leave, and Letty says, "There's more that you need to know." And then Ruby turned around. We don't see what she says after that, but what we do know is that this is proof that ruby is in all the facebook groups with all y'all that won't take to die okay she is in there she's active in the chats come on okay she don't give a damn about this man's life mm-hmm. or her being the father him being the father of her uh mm-hmm. nephew i told y'all that nigga wouldn't shit post mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so then d is trying to she's using her uh right hand looking at a newspaper about emmett till's murderers getting uh uh getting off and not being uh charged with his murder mm-hmm. and she's taking a pencil and marking up their faces to the pencil like breaks and you know this was her best friend bobo and so um of course she's heartbroken over this she's had so much bad stuff happen to her and her mom hasn't even been around her father died like this is a she's just depressed and her arms fucked up now so then hippolyta slides a comic book under the door with a cover that says arinthia blue and a stary and it's actually drawn by uh afua who's this woman who's uh <clears throat> who's an actual comic book artist now okay and they reference her in the fucking show oh so uh when because d's like how you learn to draw like this and that's when um uh. hippolyta says on my travels uh i met an artist named afua who taught me how to draw like this so i could teach you how to draw like this and d bring you know she's like waves her raggedy arm and like nigga i can't draw look at my yeah. fucking arm Mm-hmm. i'm almost like oh word i got something for you yeah she's like my fucking arm is is made of fucking the the things from lord of the rings and now you want me to damn draw i can't draw mama yeah, she's like look i don't being around the the five i don't being around the world, world, world. and back I, in fact i've been around many worlds I've been around many moons i i've i've met a lot of people i can help you out earth 504 was lit wouldn't it though apparently but yeah so then hippolyta's like i want to show you something and she gives a monologue about how time is really just concept in our mind and we can get stuck in moments but time never stops so i'm gonna make sure that the moment that we're in right now passes and i'm also gonna make sure that you're gonna get the draw again and then they end up in a room that has a lot of beeps and stuff coming out of it and we don't see what's in the room but we see d's face and she just goes whoa Mm -hmm. so whatever it is it must be big in christina's basement ruby comes her fine ass down them steps and says uh what you been doing in here all day and christina's like looking at all these charts and drawing all the stuff and she's basically like i've been going over the spell the for the time no equinox mm-hmm. and she tells ruby about the elements of magic and says she created a potion uh for Wh- the way she created the first potion with william was she went to the spot 
of the bridge where he was shot on she used the energy from his death combined parts of their bodies together hair nails and shit and uh blood and then she used that to turn into william the first the potion that turns her into william she created the magic for that there and that's why she has to keep him in a comatose state because she's constantly basically reopening it from his body combining it with her body to make it so that she can use the potion right um which is interesting because one thing i was thinking was could you without a person dying could you do christina's spell or is dying such the energy from the death necessary for the spell like i just wonder i don't know if they never you know what i'm saying because we never see her try with a living person um uh, which obviously serves could serve two purposes like if they're dead at least i don't have to worry about you know them being in two places themselves yeah, yeah but it just made me think about that it was just interesting um at any rate though um she's like uh nervous it's a big day and her family has died trying to do these spells for two generations now and she's like i don't want to do this spell and fuck up anything but i think i got all my symbols right i think i got everything you know even if it's a little bit off you can die but i think i got everything and ruby goes um and she's like and uh christina goes and if it doesn't work then i've killed the last of my family for nothing and ruby says your spell's going to work and you have me now and looked her dead in her eyes mm-hmm. and then they kissed yep she didn't kiss this woman william she kissed her as christina mm-hmm. christina kissed ruby and uh christina asked girl you ever um did it with a woman and ruby said no it's my first time and what had come up earlier was if that was the key ingredients for william to turn into william then how does she get the ingredients to turn ruby into this white woman she's like where did you get that and then ruby and ruby just had to know like oh i i know how you got it yeah when they first had sex right and now i'm like when ruby cut her hand was that an accident Mm. remember how she cut her hand and she was bleeding and then william sucked the blood out uh-huh and licked it yes was mm-hmm. that an accident Mm-mm. so um but that's what she got it from she's like girl listen i said i need a hair that's why I, you know i i went downtown on you and uh got some of them hairs if you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. what i mean I, say it be- I got some of that blood from your hand you know what i'm saying mm-hmm uh when i sucked your fingers i got them toenail clippings when i gave you a bath i was probably taking a sponge from your back like she calculated that shit in from the bath water who knows well anyway they they kiss again and they don't show them but uh i'll assume they have some swirly lesbian sex and i will say this I went ahead and signed up for Ruby and Christillium's OnlyFans page right there and then. <laughs> oh, that shit was going to be lit. I don't know what this kink is called, but I'm into it. Okay, you got race play. We got uh, gender, uh, the ability to switch genders, uh, mid-sex. We got Come on. gross science fiction uh, transformations happening. Okay, I'm into all of this, baby. Okay, take yes. the whole, take the five, okay? Yes 
we're doing it all we're doing interracial same mm-hmm. sex it's, it's a lot going on here and i'm into all of it magic come on butterflies at the sex cuddling it's all it looks lovely to me everything um so then we cut to church tick is getting baptized for letty because letty's faith has been reawakened during all this stuff which i kind of appreciate letty's idea because letty's like i really didn't have a lot of faith in all this shit but if magic's real why can't jesus be let's try it all let's get let's baptized try it all i don't know <laughs> like like we done jumped through portals and shit we might as well try a little jesus come on uh so uh they get baptized and you know of course take like so many good black men ends up getting baptized on behalf of a woman that's dragging them to church i mean ain't that the way ain't that the way fellas up top uh he says she doesn't have uh your invulnerability anymore you don't got that mark so you know this is dangerous and she goes well god's gonna look after us now and he says he wishes he believed that and she goes well all this time i've been chasing faith when i should have been discovering it in myself which brings us back to that poem from episode three when she was in the church and it was talking about um you know finding faith in yourself and allowing yourself to fly um and so she's like because uh, that's where he is in all of us and i see him in you and he's in our baby and you got to believe in us and they kiss oh back in safe negro travels tick takes a look at his family as they prepare to head out one last look and mm-hmm. absorbing everybody bustling and working to to get the plan in motion mm-hmm. they go out to the car and um is montrose letty d hippolyta gia and tick because remember they said they had to like increase the intention for the spell in order to amplify they needed more people they couldn't use ancestors so that's why they was all going on the trip yeah i was glad to see her me too me too and then ruby comes over and brings the vial of christina's blood and shit and tells letty i got it and they hug Mm -hmm. that was so sweet because i was like i guess she ain't going like you know because letty was kind of like i wonder she's going to come through on this one yeah and they knew they needed this to complete the plan ruby had to finish her work and to come through uh with christina's blood it was the only chance they really had and you know i mean that girl scissored a woman for her sister for the first time ever that's a people have done a lot less for family yes they have okay and so it, i mean honestly to me i'm like you gotta forgive ruby for even i, I felt bad for even doubting ruby i said that's my bad i thought you was gonna pick the white woman over everything but you know what you i said she had a choice to make if she came through she came through on the choice and i'm so glad she came through and she didn't become a true villain in the show um so they get in the car we get the show didn't get enough credit for these moments of levity and hilarity Mm -hmm. the car sing-along made me laugh so hard (laughs) especially when montrose comes in and does the the bass yeah they were partying in the back that was so good man um so then they get to artem it's dark they park woody in the woods they leave d inside uh tick eats uh goes to goes into the woods with him and montrose and to prepare for the spell he has to eat a piece of titus's flesh uh and so he basically eats some slave master jerky 
yes raw some massa jerky okay cold massa jerky it was in like a can of ice he, yeah he, it was he drank some he ate some massa uh. jerky uh then he and then he drank down a vial of white woman blood and then it chased it with some road rash yeah he did oh okay we call that drink a lovecraft country okay you can order it at any bar slave master assuming they got slave master flesh if they got slave master flesh go into your favorite bar then they should have at least one vial of white woman blood and some uh and definitely some road rash um but yeah so he chased it down and uh i'm assuming he wouldn't uh die from the slave master flesh or the blood because uh it sounds like whatever is in road rash disinfects everything everything it's comet plus pine saw oh, plus rubber dustin two parts gin uh uh-huh. yes <laughs> so he, a quarter vodka right <laughs> so he, <laughs> <laughs> so um my trial says i see you on the other side and they started using them epsom salt patterns in the ground in the woods yes they did and uh tick goes to the ruins of the lodge and sees they got like a rack that they're gonna put him on and he takes off his dog tags and a bunch of white people come out of nowhere guiding him and taking his when items. i tell you out of nowhere literally out of nowhere it was like where the hell y'all been right is old navy having a sale what is- right it did it looked like a flash mob right it's like american eagles having a sale on khakis it's like oh we got no. to go uh, so all these white people came out and like kind of guided him away and took his clothes and shit um everyone is drawing symbols letty i mean ruth hippolyta and Matros and gia they all drawing symbols they on the bridge and all this shit uh meanwhile letty and ruby are in the tower where i believe Matros was first um held hostage or whatever they're in that tower mm-hmm. and they're making symbols and um and uh ruby asks what if christina starts her spare earlier then they can be finished writing writing the symbols and letty's like she won't because she needs the moon at its highest position and i'm like letty knows magic now like we already seen her do this adam spells a few times mm-hmm. this this episode like which when they told her to, to to latch on to that magic and to own it she, she was did. studying because she when when she was reading that book like she was studying writing notes like she she was like i am not here for the fucking gangs i am going to ace this fucking test she was ready to play her part um so then um uh ruby looks at um letty and says despite everything the trip here was nice I feel like I understand the pull of family for the first time. And that was such a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. And Letty looks at Ruby and says, I'm really glad you agreed to help us at the cemetery. Which we saw that conversation at the cemetery and Ruby had basically been like, nigga, fuck tick, fuck you. This ain't family. I'm out. And so Ruby says, of course, you're my sister. I, and she pauses realizes letty ain't buying it no more right because she know her sister and she's like and well not just that but she knows that ruby didn't say yes at the at the grave at right. the cemetery. she said no and so <clears throat> she once she realizes letty's onto it she's like i caught ruby trying to steal the potion for you 
and lady goes what did you do to my sister by the way this moment shook me cold um shout out to uh one me for just acting okay because she turned into christina in that moment i said oh no oh no christina is she done got letty's uh ruby's body and mm-hmm. i was thinking to myself well with what we know so far only way she knows how to do that spell is with your death energy which you did so then ruby is dead mm-hmm. and i honestly i just started crying right then and there because i can't take it that was a lot ruby somewhere in a coma and uh mm-mm. Nah, i don't want to live in this world tick take tick okay but don't take my baby <laughs> don't take ruby um so then uh she says what did you do to my sister and then ruby christina says she made me promise not to harm you and it's your fault that she's dead meanwhile on the bridge uh all the white towns people start fighting uh hippolyta matros and gia mm-hmm. and it was like a and they basically overwhelmed them because it's just the numbers yeah, of it they showing up with pitchforks and shit but hippolyta woo, that training she was giving them the motherfucking business everybody was kung fu fighting woo, she was giving them the business she was hitting them with something serious okay she had hands she went hand to hand and um you like like just it was just too many of them but eventually my trials g and her get overwhelmed mm-hmm. um letty fights ruby and ruby basically they they have some back and forth ruby almost falls out a trap door and then eventually ruby uh fights letty and throws letty off the side of the tower to her death on the ground mm-hmm. and we see the whole thing like she hits the she hits the, the ground, ground real hard real hard and i was like oh no um so then uh back in the car d is reading lovecraft country the book not the comic book but the book that that tick brought through the portal mm-hmm. getting all the spoilers in the car yes and uh she has a twig snap and she doesn't see anything out there and then she starts reading out loud he knew telling a story was a kind of power but it ultimately wasn't enough if they ever truly were ever truly going to disrupt the i'm sorry if they were ever truly going to disrupt the hierarchy of warlocks they would have to spill blood other than their own that remember this line <laughs> it is not a throwaway line uh they don't throw anything away on the show but this is definitely not a throwaway line because i missed it the first time uh then she hears another noise that sounds like a show goth but we don't see anything uh christina arrives to the ceremony where now tick is strapped down to a rack mm-hmm. and she's got on a white dress looking like a wedding dress mm-hmm. and um she's like uh got the book of adam right and tick picks up on that he was like you got that book something didn't go right mm-hmm. well he knows if she got the book something happened to letty correct because letty had the book while mm-hmm. she would never give it to christina Mm-mm. and so he's like you know where's letty where's letty and she doesn't even answer him or nothing and he starts struggling trying to get free but he's so strapped in he can't Mm-mm. and she says it's time looking at the moon get to the highest peak in the sky um meanwhile in the woods a shogoth attacks woody and d is inside woody scared as hell but then king shows up and kills the shogoth mm-hmm. i was like sick him king sick him <laughs> good dog mm-hmm. get him boy 
and so uh because you know we raised him to fight shout out to mike vick and king was like twice as large too yeah because a black show guy and you know that's what happened we feed him pork chops and not that fucking, we, we feed him human food not that that vegan shit they got down mm-hmm. at the pet store he ain't okay? getting no uh, uh kibbles and bits you feed a dog nothing but mac and cheese and bacon <laughs> come on you feed him real chicken bones the fuck they gonna grow into okay and so king showed up and was like nah it's not finna happen white show goss and back at the ceremony christina begins to spell and when she starts to spell they show letty's body on the ground she cuts tick's arm open with a sword and it looked gross like Mm -hmm. she cut him like to the white meat yeah she did and his blood was just dripping all Mm -hmm. over the place and she walks under the blood in the white dress looking like carrie from that fucking movie she literally bathes in it y'all yeah literally bathes in it uh it was like that was the grossest scene i've seen in a wedding dress since uh taraji p henson it was an acrimony okay oh no that's like maybe she becomes her okay but i don't know yeah she might uh so she so she appeared on that boat but uh yes appeared (laughs) on the boat jumped out the water uh, that's my movie but uh any uh, energy flows from tick into christina um and as this happens letty comes back to life and the mark of Cain is back on her body and at first i didn't catch it i was like did they recast the mark of cain because they had the book of adam but that is not in the book of adam i mean the book of names because that's a spell her father christina's father created so christina's family and father or whatever they're the only that's their birthright that's what they hand down so uh i realized it when i watched it the second time um christina brought her back to life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she she was the one and what they show it it later in a montage they do but like at the time i was like what the fuck yeah it didn't make sense (laughs) right like letty and then of course i'm like run save your man you know what i mean and so then um uh letty runs into the ceremony and says i love you too tick they lock eyes right before he loses consciousness because he's losing so much blood and then letty takes the sword and stabs christina through the back with the sword all the way through her stomach yes and she did the joker laugh like oh where this this you, yeah what you think you about to do christina turned around like you weak ass nigga this ain't shit no like she laughed like lebron james when russell westbrook was out there talking that shit like oh, okay i guess i have to play now right and so she turns around and she's like i got invulnerability i fucking completed the spell i'm immortal she takes the sword out of herself and she is so cocksure that she doesn't even try to harm letty she's just like letty's doing the spell and she's like letty give it up you don't even have the fucking blood you don't even have my blood i was ruby when i gave you that vial of course i didn't give you the tools to to do the spell you can't do the spell right now and uh at this point i was like i I thought she was gonna like hurt letty or something but she didn't because she made that promise to ruby right to which made me think 
ruby must have scissored her to smithereens okay ruby gave her that business she must have gave she put all the luscious on that okay mm-hmm. she must have been in she there like, I, I didn't promise you i wouldn't fuck up i just said i wouldn't kill her listen okay she was in there grinding okay because your girl never thought about breaking the promise Mm-mm. she was like listen i might have killed ruby and put her in a coma but let me tell you what she did blew my back out okay i was in a coma a sex coma <laughs> for for a little bit i luckily i woke up in time to catch her in there getting my blood i know bitch almost made me late but okay listen i uh, i made a promise to that woman and i intend to keep it right uh but she also felt that she couldn't be harmed by letty and she's mm-hmm. like give it up don't nobody want to hear this oh you're doing the speech oh you're saying the words your spell ain't working um i'm immortal now um yeah she took the sword out of, and she was so amazed that she was healing she looking at her stomach and shit and wouldn't even paying no attention now the townspeople had brought montrose hippolyta and gia to the to the ceremony yes montrose was knocked the fuck out he was laying yeah. on like a makeshift cot mm-hmm. hippolyta and gia was still awake because one hippolyta got hands and then two gia's a monster like she's right she's like they were straight they didn't even they dresses wasn't messed up they mm-hmm. had no scars nothing <laughs> nothing um montrose was out like that must have just been part of the plan for them montrose got knocked out though and so then uh hippolyta says the spell you know, you know Montrose got that off right is he he ain't got yeah. no business out there fighting this he shit he got that man. he got that hip right and so he was like um i mean hippolyta was like hey the spell can't work because tick and christina's bodies aren't connected so unless we can connect their bodies the letty spell would never work and gia has a flashback to the shaman telling her you know you haven't become one with the darkness yet and at the same time we're watching this big dark cloud form and start heading toward the moon as it starts lightning and this is about the time that the the townspeople who i mean they was down before this but when that lightning struck they was like like, "Mm, you know what i mean we are children of the corn not children of the darkness so like you you know know, now that i think about it Mm, the reason that my exit now that i think about it the reason that this mansion is in ruins is because we did this ceremony and it didn't go right right so as soon as shit starts lightning we out that's my cue only thing missing was them scooby-doo like pew, 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 sound yes because they didn't give a fuck about holding no prisoners or nothing Mm-mm. they left everybody there them white people was like oh shit look at the time it's uh it is motherfucking equinox o'clock out here girl come on you know the game on come on look at the time it's getting my ass out of here o'clock i got to go see the patriots you know they you know. <laughs> let's you know, go red Sox. you know we all boston fans come on somehow uh <laughs> so, <laughs> so they had to get the hell out of there and so they left to go to the bruins game and um meanwhile jill's like um so we need to connect their bodies oh it's my time okay it's time to connect some bodies this is what i do and i'm gonna connect them hentai style okay it's time for a little kimoshi if you know what i'm saying come on my freaks know and so (laughs) (laughs) she 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 was like (laughs) she went into the darkness and this started like sparkling and going into her body and she used her uh tentacles that came out of her uh eyes and she connected tig's body to 
to uh christina's body mm-hmm. and letty was doing the spell and the spell started working and the fucking energy gets like bigger and then we get this montage and this is why i'm like this fucking brilliant show because mm-hmm. it gave you all the moments that they just took out of the show to keep suspense right back to you yes so we see tick getting baptized and lady looking at him um we see christina discovering ruby's deception yes um and we see tick introducing king to d okay so we see that moment where d and and king get 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 uh acquainted we see ruby being placed into a coma with christina looking over her Mm -hmm. uh we see tick giving hippolyta a letter yes as she is washing blood from her hands and putting a bloody towel into something we'll get to that Mm -hmm. uh we see ruby casting the spell to give the mark of cain back into unto letty and this from the tower and it's ruby as christina yes so when she fell from the tower ruby uh christina cast the mark of cain or whatever on to letty who had died at the time yes to bring her back from the dead yes yes she did and it was only because of that promise that christina had made to ruby Mm mm-hmm which is wild because honestly scissoring saved the day come on scissoring saved the day okay listen that wap saved everything when ruby says listen christina gonna help us i know because i'm sitting on it she meant that shit okay it came true in the motherfucking end okay so at the end of the day ruby came through ruby came through i gotta give her credit she the real mvp real Ain't talk she though. if it wasn't for ruby putting that thigh out on crystallium the whole fucking show was just tick dying for no reason and this white woman ascending to immortality come on that shit was good okay she was uh, <laughs> i get you know what they say where pussy drop hers i don't know come on you'll never see letty broke because I, I mean you never see uh ruby, ruby broke, broke. i know that much anyway uh so then we see that and then um we see tick hugging montrose and then finally the black energy collapses and everything just goes black we come back and christina is on the ground under a bunch of rubble body crushed still alive and she's trying to cast the marker adam on herself mm-hmm. and letty's like it ain't gonna work mm-hmm and christina goes because you bound me from magic and letty goes not just you every white person in the world she was like we're sick of y'all when i say <laughs> she's like no 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 baby you thought you that was she was like you thought this was about you mm-mm, mm-mm. this went about you when i listen um i was so fucking elated because i didn't see that coming well see that's what's funny when she said when tick's mom i mean when hannah told tick you gonna save them all i went "Mm, all is in his family or all is in all you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm and so i'm like my like my eyes got big because i'm like nah they wouldn't no show's ever done anything like that and remember 
i don't know if you remember we were doing a recap and it was a few weeks ago it was when they went through the portals mm-hmm. and i was like joe was just musing about what i would like to see the show do in the next week or whatever mm-hmm. or just like wouldn't it be crazy and it was the it was the one before bobo died mm-hmm. and i said man wouldn't it be cool if they got magic and then they came back and they subverted the course of racism in america mm-hmm. where like these magical black people became like these kind of heroes that were like nah emmett till's not dying on our watch you know what i'm saying or like righting the wrongs of time and and all this shit and this was that to me like uh i get why the other events happened but this idea of what would black people do with this kind of power if we had it correct like and we and it was our birthright for us to use what would we do and this was it this was letty going mm-mm, white people no more magic for you boo boo okay it's, hogwarts, it's too much. hogwarts about to be an hbcu Poe harry potter and all that okay harry get the fuck out get mm-hmm. your muggle ass the fuck out like nigga. <laughs> <laughs> It's Hogwarts about to have motherfucking Omega Sapphire up in that <laughs> bitch. On, come on, Alpha Kappa Alpha gonna come be in that bitch. They're gonna be flying up in the air and shit. They come gonna on. Be, they gonna be ski wind at the motherfucking, uh, the <laughs> tournament <laughs> with the brooms and shit. Come on, they're gonna be ski wind in the air. I am here for it. Right. <laughs> come on. They're gonna be Hufflepuff and clapping and shit at the same time. Hufflepuff? Yes, Hufflepuff! <laughs> you know, like, yes. It's, I can't wait. It's gonna be a whole gonna, different type it's of H- Harry Potter. It's gonna be Harry Jackson. Yeah, it's gonna be a whole different type of H U. You know, be like Hogwarts University. You know, Harry Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, man. I am here. Change, that, change the whole shit. Because if we're making up a fictional world, let's fucking change the whole shit. Like, what's the point of this powerful ass shit? And we just gonna go back to like nobody knows the trouble I see. Mm-mm. No, fuck Mm-mm. that. Mm-mm. We doing this. Mm-mm. And I bet you the halftime show gonna be lit at Quidditch. Yes, yeah. they're gonna be like uh they're gonna be playing Earth, Wind, and Fire shit. Shit, they're gonna bring back Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. We we ain't gonna have to pretend no more. They're they gonna be like Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's gonna be the real ass Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's gonna be Earth. It's gonna be Earth, Wind, and Fire elements and shit. Yeah do you remember yes we're gonna be earth bending this shit right. i am hip for it oh my god we're gonna be the four nations we're gonna be like fire water wind oh my god so then she said look not not you colonizer no white people period not just you and then we get the nut the other montage and it's hannah telling tick you're gonna save them all and uh it's dora telling tick and hannah spell is gonna change everything baby and it's hattie telling letty our family has protected the book for generations now that falls to you and letty tur- looks at christina and says magic is ours now come on literally black girls are magic those black women ancestors made this happen yeah, playing this shit from the from the ancestral plane planned it plotted this revenge patiently waited used the fire of their own rage to create this reality for their generations after them god damn it if you don't give this motherfucking show some applause then suck my dick if you can't fuck with this show what is wrong with you anyway so then montrose comes over and atticus is still strewn laying on the rack it was ugly. it was like the ugly strewn like mm-hmm. like he, he was doing some acting it wasn't pretty at all yeah 
and it was very jesus like you know this mm-hmm. scene this this sacrifice and he tries to wake him up but he can't hippolyta hands yeah, this, him the, this, this was some acting yeah my was, was black acting yeah he was black acting he was blacking and then uh hippolyta hands him the letter that tick wrote him the letter that we saw in the montage that he it was from Montrose. Mm-hmm. and so the letter they show this letter and they well they read the letter narrate they narrate the letter tick is narrating it from the death from death as they are walking ticks body carrying his body back to the car because mm-hmm. tick has died and they can't resurrect him Mm-mm. and so he says dear pop i hope you forgive me for this one last secret i knew you wouldn't accept it but it had to be done to protect our family to protect us all there there's neither happiness or misery in the world there is only the comparison of one state with another nothing more he who has felt the deepest grief is able to experience supreme happiness recognize that that's Dumas's wise words uh of course for the Count of Monte Cristo Cristo uh, uh he says those are Dumas's wise words and they are my wish for you supreme happiness teach my son new ways of living instead of repeating what we've been through as little George's grandfather you have a second chance to be the father you always wanted don't waste it love tick mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god because like as much as people been trying to do the take his trash thing i know it's some of it's cute tongue-in-cheek some of it's real Mm -hmm. but i think it was because the show kind of set it up to where because i always believe in like balance and they set it up for this moment for this sacrifice Mm -hmm. for his like because up until this it had really felt like a lot of they were all flawed characters in their own ways they all did hypocritical things and shit but with tick you know there was this idea of like he's done horrible things and he's a monster and he's done great things and he's a hero and he's kind of straddled the fence but then making this heroic choice and making it in a human way like he wasn't like yeah i can't wait to sacrifice myself he was like uh nigga what about chapter two you know, like he, <laughs> yeah. Did you read? Did, uh, did let me listen to the table of contents. Is, is there a sequel? Like, and then seeing like the cyclical violence in his father and his life, and when he realizes, like, you know, in the montage, you see him hug. When he realizes that the abusive monster that his father was to him was because his father had an abusive monster for a father, mm-hmm. and that he was leaving his child in the care of this man to go this is your chance to get it right right like i've watched almost like a redo yeah i've watched you grow i've watched you change i watch you i've come to understand your pain and what you went through i see the humanity in you 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 know you lost me but that doesn't mean you lost a chance to be a father Mm -mm. and i don't know that was some deep shit for me man Mm -hmm. to know that that sacrifice was made willingly and it's a it hit a little bit differently than hattie because we didn't really know hattie right as a character as right. a character mm-hmm. we didn't get to know her into that episode but we know tick yes so it was like the weight of that you know and knowing that he knew all of that wrote that letter before they did that shit he knew all of that going in like when his father when he was telling his father it's, it's just one possible th- he knew like it's not one it's it this i'm going to die yes the key is will my death be in vain or not right and so wow i just thought that was amazing so then um 
they carry Tick's body away uh they cut back now this is when the show went from an a to a plus (laughs) plus okay because this some shit i ain't never think i was gonna see on tv Mm -mm. i'm not even gonna front this shit this is the shit that that when people like if someone wrote this scene to start the show like this is our last scene of the show i'm like hbo not about to green like this <laughs> like y'all gonna get out of my office i thought y'all was serious about making this show they not <laughs> gonna they never gonna let this happen so we cut back to christina lying under the rubble and king the black shogoth arrives mm-hmm. as does d and christina is sees d and she she and d still has her jacket over her arm and she's like um help me like help d you know can you help me d please da 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 and d says they still haven't learned she takes off her jacket revealing one arm is a robot arm yeah hippolyta had her 3d printer in there for that baby and she made her 3d arm that must have been what them beeps and bops was when she walked in Come that on. room she and was in like the, i know the future and in the montage when tick was talking to her and she was washing blood off her arms it must have been after that arm surgery yes so she had a motherfucking uh cybernetic terminator arm and she leans down over christina after saying they still haven't learned and of course this now means that she's the woman from the future mm-hmm. that, that pushes, ticks off in the hood right, that, that pushed them pushes them back through the portal which right. means because she did read the book but that also means she um that also means that she understands and knew what she was doing when she gave him the book the lovecraft country book in that portal mm-hmm. um so another just dope moment you know um so then she leans over christina and she takes her robot arm and she chokes Christina to death, bursting her entire neck bloody. And King howls at the moon in the night, the end. That's literally how it ends, y'all. Like, no joke. Like, That's the greatest fucking ending to anything that has ever happened. She's like, no, no, you, you don't get to come back. You don't, you, we, 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 we're not going to see you again. Uh, you know she was like i lost a lot of shit because of you no thank you ma'am the question here is when she says they still haven't learned what do you think she meant hmm that's a good question i don't know if they still haven't learned that they lost i don't know if they 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 may have filled d in on their plan like they may this is what we're going to do we need for you to stand to the vehicle here's what i was thinking the first time i saw it i thought she's talking about white people the way that christina was still like help me d you need you know like like oh you'll you'll save me because i'm I'm a white woman in distress i thought oh white women these white people still haven't learned i think of it differently now now I look at it like they as in black people like we still haven't learned you don't leave these motherfuckers alive and the reason i go back to that is because if you look at the what she was reading in the car from the book um where she talks about how you'll have to spill blood other than your own he knew telling a story was a kind of power but it ultimately wasn't enough if they ever truly were ever if they if they ever truly 
were going to disrupt the hierarchy of warlocks they will have to spill blood other than their own and she read that line out loud and it makes me feel like hippolyta was like i mean not hippolyta like d was like yeah the lesson here is you're gonna have to kill some people and these like you're not gonna you can't leave them alive for a chance yeah because it's like naruto with orochimaru where they they bound him from casting um jutsu but then this nigga stuck around for 17 more seasons because he was figuring out all kinds of other ways to be a problem where if you just kill the nigga we don't have to deal with this shit like the batman did the joker and uh it's one of those things too to where uh, how can i say it it's like for her letting them just left her there mm-hmm. you know because they was like well you can't do no magic in their mind that was the quote-unquote end but you know d is like of a different um, this is the generational difference she's of a different generation and she's like fuck that shit this bitch can't live because she was alive and look at all the problems that she caused if y'all let her live we're gonna have to deal with her coming back again just because you don't have magic don't mean you can't be harmful to us and what's the episode called full circle and i i see it as a circle from hannah to d and hannah going i ran from my rage i let it i was intimidated by it i took my own life i hid it from my family i hid my family from these people it still didn't work look at all the suffering we went through not just her family but black people because this is a legacy of power that she passed up that could have changed everything Mm -hmm. and d has always been the one like no mama you should have spoke up fighter no you know like even when she when she felt betrayed by her mama leaving her she spoke up Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like she like she's a fighter and she speaks her mind and i think she's paid so much of d experience in this in this series has been her pain for the mistakes of the generations before her and them coming up short right right and i don't mean that to blame those generations i'm just saying like the cautiousness of their approach led to her suffering yes because you have to go back and look for the fact that they didn't tell her about magic meant she was unprepared for the for the fact that that uh you know they didn't tell her how her dad died right so they're constantly leaving her out of the mm-hmm. loop and they bought they only bought her in because they literally had to bring her in and that's because a, they wanted to bring her and in. she's the kind of child that would have embraced this and been empowered by this and took to this and it actually could have been more helpful right she's the she has she's the she's the fruition of their dreams and yet their own kind of uh ideas of what saving her would be their ideas of morality were holding her back yes and also it's one of those things and i know parents don't mean any harm by this but you can be so protective and dismissive at the same time they were quote unquote trying to protect her but when she came to them because she didn't understand, they dismissed her. When she was, hey, there's something not right. Every, everybody, everybody, all the adults around her had something else to do, including her mama, had something else to do. Nobody actually had time for her. And I really like that she did this on her own. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like her mom said, now let's go kill Christina. Like, Dee's just like a different breed. She's like, uh, I know these niggas not going to get the job done. And she showed up by herself, took off her jacket, and was like, uh, yeah i don't know if you're gonna figure a way out to get magic back or not but guess what we ain't gonna have to worry about that <laughs> yeah it might be another way but it won't be through you right like uh literally catch d's hand 
because come on these hands catch these catch these hands because it's choking the motherfucking life out of your ass and uh now we're done roll credits king let's get out of here and now all i want for season two is a spacefaring adventure of time traveling d with a black shogoth and a cybernetic arm going around doing uh shit in space okay that's all i want i would love that now that i'm here for because the title of the comic even had she even had like a name like astri or something like that uh like it was uh arinthia blue and astri on the cover mm-hmm. of the of the comic book so so I'll see her and her mama going around I, listen i'll watch it i'll i would i would I I the whole series of that i watched 10 episodes no problem okay let's get them made you know but i i don't know if they're gonna do a season two but this show was so brilliant i can't do anything but sing its praises it was so smart it was so i like it it became a show that i went into and was like oh, i kind of hope it's good and if it's even if it's not good we'll have fun just talking about this black ass shit to now i'm just like oh i will fight you you know what i mean like y'all motherfuckers were wrong to shit on this show like and like and you know it's the internet so ain't nobody gonna apologize no one's gonna take it back they're gonna act like you know like like we're crazy for loving this show but uh nigga i ain't no coon and i ain't crazy this shit was good it was very very good and you told me to remind you with this yes i want to remind you go all the way back to the very very first episode when people watch the first episode particularly people like me who did not know understand they literally ran you through the whole actually the whole series in that beginning montage ticking the war him fighting the you know the 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 nine tails the the um the baseball like if you really actually pay attention to Mm. what they showed you at the the clip right before he woke up it was literally the whole series wrapped up in a short montage but it made no sense because you hadn't been on a journey Mm. so you didn't know these things were going to come to pass but it was one of those things where they like like literally the whole show was a full circle here is literally a snapshot of the show in quick segments because like i said the beginning you like the fuck okay it's a dream but actually the dream was the reality the the chaos the the not knowing what's going on you know and so for me as i think about it it was like oh this show actually made perfect sense i didn't even see the nine tails i do gotta go back and watch that uh-huh Rem- remember he, he remember he was there with, with and she looked kind of like a martian she was pink and she was holding- i remember she was uh you know that was the actress that played gia by the way oh that, okay that played the queen of mars no i didn't know but i didn't even see the nine tails i gotta go back and watch it again because I, I missed that detail but yeah everything the jackie robinson thing mm-hmm. all that shit is right there if in the you, opening credits yes but. if you if you go back and you rewatch the, the 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 beginning it is literally a short almost like a chaotic recap full of, circle of, like the episode said right and and the thing is man it was so thoughtful to dismiss it as thoughtless is heartless and yes i'm really disappointed in the black people that did the hit jobs for the white publications like the new york times and shit by writing this you know really fucked up shit about uh this show not giving it a chance to grow or blossom at all and assuming that it would end badly and and not be good and i really think less of them for doing that like like there was a way to say it's not for me but without without trying to assassinate the show and assassinate the fan base of people that are thoughtful people you listen to what we did 10 episodes of recaps where they're thorough they're thoughtful they're entertaining Mm -hmm. and 
clearly the show has thought about with attention and i dare anybody to fucking say different you can say it was above me you can say it wasn't my type of shit because i don't we're at a point now with black art it ain't gotta be for every type of black person this is like hey look you like anime and fucking nerdy sci-fi shit and uh like you that's what you into magic and shit hey we got you okay you don't watch buffy and fucking star trek and fucking um quantum leap and and rick and morty and Mm -hmm. and all this you don't watch all this shit you don't watch naruto well then guess what here's something just for your type of black ass and that's fine right and and like i said before and i continue to say this because people have a fomo you have a lot of people who literally watch this shit and this is just not their jam this and just admit like it's okay to admit that this is ain't your shit versus you complaining about it like it's terrible and it's bad when you just don't like it and that's okay you just don't like this genre yeah you just don't have to throw all the black people away with it that's all right because some of us like it and we're not like i said we're not some type of uneducated uh you know hateful like we're just like we black just like you and we think it's good you know what i mean and maybe if it had a white showrunner uh it would be called brilliant uh if some white man did it but i guess black people don't get the benefit of doubt all right y'all that's it for this episode we will talk to y'all saturday for our feedback show Mm -hmm. thank you so much for listening thank you until next time i love you i love you too